millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily Seat, featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, we were joined by Adrian Durham. Tough booking. Well, now, this is because yes. Adrian, yeah, he's not been in the office for ages. He's been on the road, of course, king of the OBs. Um, he, um, he was telling us about the big football match coming up between the TalkSport All-Stars, he's the gaffer, and Breakfast. So he filled us in on that. Uh, which was fun. Um, what else did we do for you today? Glenn Moore came in. He's a very funny man, Sheffield mm. Wednesday fan. We never got round to what we often talk about. He was a sports journalist in Sheffield. That's how he got into Wednesday back oh, in the day, okay. as he's often told us before. But he was on good form. Um, we had a chat, didn't we? We did. We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. We kept an eye on the cricket. You went a bit mad about the cricket. Well, uh, that should probably do us, I think. Yeah. Um, here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, Paul. And uh, honestly, England, the way the decisions they make, I mean, all right, it, it could turn out to be fine, but it just made no cricket logic to put them in on that surface, on those conditions, with that attack. Cummins said he probably would have had a bowl, but he wasn't too upset about losing the top. Nah, it was good. They've hardly played a mist all morning. It's perfect conditions for batting, really. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be hard to win from here, though. Will be difficult. We'll get Harmy's take on that. The actual scoring system is rubbish. The fact that if the series is tied, the way that both for women as well, but also for the men, the fact that it's tied. If if it's tied, then they keep the ashes. Yeah, that's always been the way. When did that start? Do you know when that began? Negative cricket. Was it always that way from the very beginning, from the first game? I think so. Okay, yeah. well maybe the, the cricket yeah. historians. I don't, out I don't actually know. know, to be honest. Well, what would be a fairer way of doing it? Bowl off? I just I'd call it a drawn series, and then you know the ashes can be you know shared. What, what you put them in the post? Do you put them in a jiffy bag well, after half, two? Half the ashes <laughs> after half a year. An oh, half an urn. <laughs> half an urn. You're half an urn. <laughs> I, I am half an urn. Now, um, yes. these sort of things only ever happen to Andy. That's true. He said to, he's sitting there today, moaning about the cricket, obviously, and Chelsea's recruitment policy. The, oh, the normal God. things he does. <laughs> I then, don't know what's worse. Well, I, I do know what's it's worse. Not good, for, not good for you, this, is it? But no. anyway, you're, and he said, have you watched the bear? They're all raving about the bear on the telly. I said, Andy, I haven't heard, I heard it's very good. He said, uh, myself and the wife watched an episode yesterday. <laughs> but the problem was, Andy, what happened? Well, uh, we got to the end of it and I thought, blimey, I've got a clue what's going on here. And then I, I sort of, Check back to see the the episode. Oh, we watched episode six. <laughs> it's a really, really bad idea. So you didn't have a clue what was I happening. These characters are remarkably well formed. Yeah. <laughs> they're coming into this story. There's an awful lot of assumed knowledge here. This is a quite a bold piece of writing. But um, you'd come in on episode six. Yeah. The series that starts tonight is series two. But I thought well, we better yeah. watch series one. But that's what I do watch. Well, you've how many? 
shows were there in the last series? Was there six or was there more than that? No, I think there were more than that, maybe eight or ten. So you like just that. came in halfway through? Yeah. It wasn't it's good. brilliant, isn't it? There's well, a lot of swearing in it. Was there really? If I say that, it must be Blimey. a lot of swearing. Yeah. <laughs> Just sat with you while Moen was bowling. Blimey, you're moaning about that. Even more swearing than me watching England's quite lame attack. Try to okay. Take well, uh, I, we, I you always love one of those. Well, that didn't make a great deal of sense. Yeah. Um, if you can tell us your stories of that, we would love to know. It goes back, it's a story right. I've told before that someone actually questioned, but I believe my. My old pal, Hobbsy, who used to work up in the lakes and went to a cinema up there and to see, I think it was um, Basic Instinct. Yeah, I think. Okay. And he had a bit of a twist at the end. Hmm. And uh, they're all sitting there in the cinema. And I, I think it was Ambleside might have been up there, someone like that. I don't know. But they're all sitting there in the cinema and the film, suddenly the curtains just close on the film. And they all came away saying... That's a weird ending, isn't it? That was. <laughs> what what do you think they meant by that? And uh, got back to where he was living, and they said, well, "What do you think of the ending?" And the and the person living there described it. He said, "Well, we didn't see that." He said, "There was." He said, "There was." Where did it end? And he told him. He said, "There was probably about five minutes left of the film." <laughs> they found out afterwards at that time that when the projectionist had had enough, because uh, they were out in the lakes. <laughs> It's my home. If it was 11 o'clock, it was 11 o'clock. Just close the curtain. That's brilliant. So, um, yeah, that didn't make a great deal of sense. If you want to tell us those stories. And when did you make the media inadvertently? Somebody did last night watching Kings Lynn uh, FC oh, yeah, in a great. friendly. They played Royston in a pre-season friendly. Mm. And among all the updates that you'd fully expect to be coming on, on the club's uh, Twitter feed stuff like the ball is in the net but plays called back for offside although it appeared to be an own goal so it stays Kings Lynn Town FC 1 uh, Royston 4 um, a bit earlier this was what they tweeted some guy has just burped for a solid 10 seconds <laughs> and the sound radiated around the stadium grim brackets nil two <laughs> so, no, that doesn't help they were losing <laughs> so who is the Kings Lynn burper were you there uh, last night, did you hear this? I mean, for it to be picked up by the social media team, I'll take it or in the main stand, unless he was sitting right next to him or was in the part of the chairman's party, which I doubt, because that's no way to repay somebody who puts you in the, the best seats. Um, yeah, who is the King's Lynn Burper? And also, it does lead us on to when did that person has made the media today? There they mm. are on national radio being discussed. Yeah, the Kings not named, right. not named, sadly, <laughs> but we're working on that for the next mm. two and a bit hours. So, do tell us when you inadvertently made the media, you made the papers, you made the press, whatever it was. Talksport.com forward slash H and J text to eight ten eighty nine tweet to TSH and J along with those Andy Jacobs watching episode six of the Bear not making a lot of sense. It's good isn't stories. It? So uh, Harmy's going to kick us off. Okay, um, you don't, England. You don't want this one. Oh yeah, go, go on then. Yeah. Oh, I love this one. <clears throat> Boffins have predicted the first competitive football match yeah. will take place on the moon by twenty thirty five, and I know this is true because a team in Saudi have just signed Buzz Aldrin. Oh, is that right? Yeah, tremendous. Oh, tremendous. That's good. Yeah, yeah. But how much are you on a week? About 15 million a week. Is he 93, whatever he is? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. We await our guest, Andy. Anything else you want to discuss? Oh, yes. Yeah, I think you've got Sorry, a little I'm window. Good. If you've got anything stunning. <clears throat> yes, a headline in the Times caught my eye. It says, uh, hold on. I was sacked for giving Moose a lift. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, not, not Ian Abrams. He always drives himself. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought it might be him. A moose as opposed to the moose, not the moose. 
Um, so this comes, it says, the famous David Pleat Man City mm. versus Luton game at Main Road. City getting relegated. I was 11 years old. My dad wouldn't let me go on my own, so I lied and made up a story about where I was going. After the match, I was outside the main stand chanting, swales out with the crowd. The next day, I was on the back page of the newspaper. This is inadvertently ending mm. up in the media, like yeah. the bloke who burped very loudly last night at Kings Lintown FC and was, uh, was picked up by their social media team. Ten seconds, apparently, grim was the verdict mm. of uh, Kings Lynn Town. Uh, well, yes. They, they've got a point, really. That's quite I was on loud. the back page of the paper, a close-up of me and my friends outside the ground. My dad quizzed me about where I was the day before. Uh, I lied, obviously. He showed me the photo. I was in a bit of trouble, he says. Still, City have done all right since. Thank you very much uh, for that one. And that's what they call a Sons of the Desert. For fans of Lauren Hardy, go and look it up. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Head back to uh, Old Trafford and get an update on the, the Fourth Ashes Test with John Norman. 107 for two Australia with their, their two best bats at, at the crease. Uh, not necessarily in this series, uh, but certainly over the last uh, three or four years. Morris Labuschagne is Steve Smith. It was uh, vitally important that England uh, made a breakthrough. It's uh, equally important that they continue to do so throughout this session. And they did so thanks to uh, Mark Wood, who was... Uh, um, who was uh, who pins Steve Smith, pitching a ball up and pinning Steve Smith in front of the stumps, given not out on field, which was a surprise. Uh, possibly the umpire thinking the ball was going to go over, uh, but the review was taken immediately, and it was a good decision too. Smith went for 41. Since then, Travis Head's come in, and from the first ball, he's been peppered, and he's just been hit on the helmet as well. So uh, we've had a few stoppages in play. Uh, the run rate's going nowhere, which is uh, good from an England perspective. Uh, they've got a new batter in the crease uh, at uh, Travis Head and with Wokes and Wood operating well, although we'll see how many overs Wood's got in him. England have got the breakthrough they need, but they need more. Australia 126 for three. Ashes update on TalkSport with Thatcher's Gold Cider. Perfection in every drop. Please drink responsibly. Now, football-wise, Manchester United have a pre-season friendly against Leon this afternoon. The Moose is watching for talk sport. What's happening, Moose? And the first time they've ever played at Murrayfield. 20 minutes gone, United nil, Leon nil, but United could have been four up already. Three inside five minutes. They have three really good chances. Anthony, six yards out, denied by the goalkeeper, Lopez, who a minute later saw uh, Amad Diallo from 12 yards out put the ball wide when played in on the left-hand side of the penalty area. And then he made a good save from uh, Amad Diallo uh, from a similar distance a couple of minutes later. Uh, on Mason Mount, watch, really good chance, Andy, for Mason Mount after about 10 minutes. Sancho down the right-hand side to the byline, cut it back for Mount, five yards out. But he was challenged just in the nick of time as far as Leon are concerned. They managed, of course, by uh, Laurent Blanc, the former Manchester United manager. Uh, Lacazette up front for them hasn't yet had a shot on target. It's Manchester United nil, Leon nil. I don't care about Mason Matt. He's dead to me. I'm not even interested. I couldn't care less what he does, ever. Unless he's playing for England. Otherwise, I couldn't care less. OK, well, there we are. Um, I wish him nothing but failure. Sounded <laughs> <laughs> like an, an, an Adele lyric, but slightly changed. <laughs> I, I wish nothing but the best for him. Yeah. Uh, so there we are. Um, but now, there used to be a fixture back in the day here at TalkSport. It was Talk. Uh, it used to be drive versus breakfast, didn't mm. it? It was a big game every year. And we'd sit up on the roof and uh, and we'd be co-commentating often with uh, Dance and Jim and others. Uh, well, it's back in a slightly different form. It, it's not just drive this time. It's the TalkSport All-Stars. 
uh, versus breakfast and uh, the gaffer of the All-Stars has mm. joined us in the studio and it is Adrian Durham. Hey, good afternoon. It's it's a pleasure to be here. I've not been here for ages. It's no, so good. Back in the um, Welcome back. And I'm yeah. glad it's not just driving. I'm glad, glad it's the All-Stars because with the greatest of respect to Darren Bent, just him and Goldstein, I don't think we'd have a chance, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> yeah, because they've roped in a few of the occasional... Um, presenters of that show, including Jimmy Bullard. He's going to be playing, isn't he? He's turning out. Maybe we should give people the team. Your team at the moment, there may be additions, but Darren Bent is the skipper. Darren Ambrose, Jermaine Pennant, Anton Ferdinand, Rory Jennings, Charlie Baker. Wow. Uh, Lloyd Griffith. <laughs> How uh, rude. Spencer Oliver. And Charlie's a bit of a hatchet man. I'd play him at the back. Right. Uh, Maisie Adam. He, he took her out two-footed in a tar- charity game recently Good on the eve of her wedding. <laughs> Shows no quarter. Idea. Spencer Oliver. I've never seen Spencer play football, but I'm, I, 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 well, I bet he's fit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, uh, Alex Crook. I bet he's not fit. Yeah, well, he was. Yeah, he was <laughs> getting some stick for that from Sam earlier. Uh, he's been in the gym twenty four seven. Jimmy Bullard uh, and Phil Brown. Phil wants to play. I know he's a, your assistant manager, but he wants to play. Oh, he could play. But yeah. him and Jimmy Bullard together is going to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. half time team talk. We'll see how that Goal goes. Celebration. We'll stay out on the pitch and have that. There's no, no problem with that. <laughs> sure. um, but the, I've, listen, I've seen Jimmy Bullard playing a terrible side. He used to play for Peterborough, of course. And uh, you just give him the ball, and everything's going be fine you know mm. it'll be fine so if he's still got that it doesn't mean really you have to move even but it is effectively what you're saying there it's darren bent plus jermaine pennant plus others against their team which has ian abrahams and ben fletcher <laughs> yeah. i must say is looking the, at the two teams <laughs> on paper there's a massive imbalance here is i mean the moose? i didn't know the mark moose goldbridge was... is he going to break off and have a go at himself on youtube <laughs> yeah. halfway through the game is he going to do it from his own studio <laughs> so yeah so the players we have at the moment you're right bayouac in fenway we see he's only just packed up yeah um, yeah mark goldbridge the moose who often used to play in gold is he going to be in goal again uh, I hope so. Yeah, I think that's the safest <laughs> the place for him. Um, Sam Matterface, he's, he's, he's only, second half arrival. Why is he coming for the second? <laughs> that's a bit of an entrance, yeah, isn't just, it? Just turn it when you what want, mate. It's, it's not important. What an ego. <laughs> Have you got I'm something else going on? Come, but I only come for the second half. <laughs> I'm probably, unreal. Probably busy in the morning. Um, Leanne Sanderson, of course, for England player. I thought she was in Australia, but <laughs> No, she's not. She's oh, right. um, Adam Cattrall. Um, He'll be uh, pugnacious. Max Rushton. Decent player, but dodgy turning. knees. I think the knees have gone, haven't they? Mm, we'll really? go for his knees. Shame. Uh, <laughs> ben Fletcher, been a non-league. Um, very own, non-league. He'll have his own kit. it be very, very garish. I didn't know, yeah. I didn't know Cass was playing. You won't be able to get near Cass. He just he'll be another one like Rodney all those He's years ago. Rodney Marsh. Now, Cass actually played for me in a charity Holding, game, holding players off. He was dreadful. I mean, truly. Oh, by his own admission, he really? was really dreadful. Wow. So uh, maybe that was a one-off. But. He wasn't I'm, great when he played, really. <laughs> <laughs> You're so Cass, I'd like to point out, it's not me saying it is, it's these two. Bloke played for his country. He played for, a, he played for yeah. a country. Yeah. Um, uh, Colton Cole. Well, the, 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 the one there that I'm disappointed yeah. about is Leanne Sanderson. And I'm actually inquiring, because huh. the window's open, I'm, mm. I'm inquiring as to whether at half-time we can make an on-field actual transfer and have Leanne with us. Because if you, if you yeah. add it all up, they've got more players than we have. Yeah. So that we have better players, but they've got more, and it's okay. you know, we have to even it up at, at some point. So uh, I'm hoping to sign Leanne Sanderson at halftime in the game. And yeah. the manager is Alan Brazil. 
Yeah, do well, think, do you think he'll make it? He's it got a big, <laughs> big managerial history. <laughs> I think the, where, where, where the games being played, this if there's a pub within about half a mile, I think Alan will be doing it remotely. Well, he'll rock up five minutes after kickoff yeah. uh, and uh, say, "What's going on here?" Then and it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, but they've also it. got Gabby Agbon Lahore, yeah, not and Trevor Sinclair. They have yeah, got plenty. Yeah, yeah. You got, they've got some good players. Dean Saunders as well is actually, but they have got the moose in goal, so you've yeah. always got a fighting chance. Oh, you? Dean Saunders yeah. is assistant manager, yeah. and his managerial record isn't great. With, again, respect to Dean Saunders, but yeah, if you no, don't play, just manage and yeah. we'll be fine. Thank you very much. They used to be good. These though, they used to be a lot of fun. I remember back in the old building, uh, we we were opposite five aside pitches where they were played, so we were on the roof of the building where the talk sports studio. Like Stadler and Waldorf. Yeah, <laughs> and roads used to get blocked by like cabs, yeah. people turning up from all around to watch yeah. these matches. I was reminiscing about that this morning. I was thinking that the first time that happened, and the whole street was completely overwhelmed with black yeah. cabs. They called the police down, didn't that's, they? I think that's when we all realised, hang on a minute, people do listen to talk sport. This place yeah. has got a future. And obviously yeah. since then it's exploded beyond recognition. Mm. Uh, but that was when we first realised, oh, we better ta- start taking this radio thing seriously. Yeah. But the, <laughs> uh, the the games were, were superb. I remember uh, somebody pulled Ray Houghton's shorts down as he was about to take a penalty. <laughs> might have been me, might not. <laughs> um, I missed a sitter. also scored a tap in as well, so I'll take that. Thank you very much. But they were, they were really good fun. Really I remember good. it being like a... Remember they had, they had a, a massage table on the other pitch because it was like a First World War field hospital. <laughs> what with Alvin and what with Alan, they were going off to have back massages to try and get back on the field, honestly. But occasionally you get a, an ex-pro who uh, was really unexpectedly brilliant. I remember mm. it being Mark Bircham one year, the former oh, yeah. midfielder. I'd never seen anything like that. I was thinking, how on earth didn't he get a billion caps for England? Because he looked magnificent. Well, he was Canadian, that's why. Well, yeah. of course he was Canadian, yeah. <laughs> you know the story of him being Canadian, don't yeah. you? That he, yeah. uh, he didn't play international football, got a call from the Canadians. They said, do you want to come and play for us? And he was, mm, mm. first game's in the Caribbean. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, Absolutely. That's right. He fell on his feet once again. <laughs> but he did play really well. Um, but those, those games were, uh, were really good. And we Kind of hoping to replicate that feel on a, on a grander scale, I think. Yeah, it's all going to be on uh, YouTube, of course. You'll be able to watch the game on YouTube. We're going to be hosting the show. Ian Danter's going to be on commentary duty. I take it we'll have... People, I wonder why you weren't playing. We're going to have people down on the sidelines, mm. won't we? I take it they'll be chatting to you and the managers and all the players. I'm going to go full Arteta plus Pep. On oh, okay. the sidelines, yeah, Who's going to be good. your lighthouse? If you're because you need a lighthouse, lighthouse. if you're Mikel Arteta. <laughs> Who's the lighthouse in your team? Uh, it's not the moose. He's not a lighthouse, is he? Uh, no, definitely I'm, not. I'm looking at Sam Matt face on breakfast and thinking, why are you yeah, there? He's, he's more shipwrecked than a lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> That's Chelsea. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now the, the listen, it's got to be Darren Bent. Darren Bent has scored goals every single level he's asked, and this yeah. is the biggest question: Can he score goals at this level? At this Darren? level, that's the big question. <laughs> and if he doesn't, I want to know why <laughs> he's going to be dropped but he is potentially the lighthouse for us so that's the talk sport trophy it's on friday the 28th of july friday week all the build up from one they're gonna have the after party on drive with darren bent and darren ambrose and as we said uh, jimmy bullard phil brown all the regulars gabby agbon should be quite an event yeah there's um more details to come during uh, the breakfast show between now and then and across the uh, shows yeah. on the station so i'm really really look genuinely looking forward to it i'll have more on it i'm on saturday the saturday session one till five this Saturday. Okay. So I'll have more on it then as well. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and mm. Jacobs here on Talk Sport. And um, I, I think popped up on social media today, and it was an old letters page from uh, the original Goal magazine in the 70s. Mm. I take it this is about 1970 because a very young. 
Peter Shelton and he made the uh, squad there's a picture of him being talked up for being such a good sportsman but it does prove like nothing's new under the sun this, this will be 1970 it was a letter from S. Bell in Bicester in Oxfordshire. Thank you. He said, let me make a brief comment which might anger the West Bromwich Albion fans, but it has to be said now. Oh, now. <laughs> I will give referee Keith Walker my greatest thanks for adding a good amount of extra time to the game between <clears throat> West Bromwich Albion and Liverpool. <clears throat> a lot of teams are getting away with this bad sportsmanship, and I would like to see more <laughs> strong action taken in every match where clubs try to pull this stunt. I support neither of these clubs. Good work, Mr Walker. See, huh? time-wasting letters. You could be doing that now, couldn't you? It wouldn't this be any it. different. This is absolutely true. Yeah, nothing has really changed. Yeah. Another good one. Do you want another <clears> one? This, <throat> was yeah, this was John Chubb, age 14, from Ponty Preeth. OK. He said, on my holiday in Spain last August, I was lucky enough to see two football matches on the same night in Barcelona's stadium. The stadium was absolutely magnificent, holding 110,000 all-seated. He said, well, quite a novelty then in uh, football in this country. When the floodlights came on, there was not a shadow to be seen on the pitch. That's because it's a bowl, isn't it, obviously? Although <laughs> the football played by Barcelona, Zaragoza, Slovan <coughs> Bratislava and Estudiantes <coughs> de la Plata was not up to the standard of our teams. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> Really? Yeah, really. Uh, couldn't some of our top clubs follow the continental example of playing two matches in one evening? And I'm guessing the letters uh, editor was Andy Jacobs then, because the, the magazine has answered, 90 minutes of some of the football seen this season is quite enough for most fans. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you, Andy. Anyway, there we are. Uh, Vintage letters from yeah. 1970. Good. Hold on one second while I clear my throat. Okay. <coughs> Thank you. Beautiful. Okay. Yes. It sounds like you're mm. going to prepare to say something very profound, having very done unusual. That now. Yes. <laughs> now. <coughs> That's okay. Still there, isn't it? <coughs> <laughs> it's not good. Uh, it's very interesting. The Women's World Cup starts tomorrow, and there's an interview with the uh, <coughs> England player. Oh yeah. Let's have a look. Katie Zellum. And oh it yeah. Was Isabel Barker, the Sun Sports. It's the way I it. It's very yeah. much so. Yeah. And it was all question and answer, normal pre-match thing <clears throat> but she oh. said uh, maybe jump then that one <laughs> can you guess well, it's like goal time <laughs> buying tickets cough time tickets Andy Jacobs <laughs> cough time tickets okay. yeah cough time yeah um, what about the beauty side of things, lashes and nails? Yes. I can't see them asking Jack Grealish that before the World well, Cup. Well, they wouldn't need to, would they? Yes, I was here. what's in your mm. bag? They basically played mm. what's in Katie's bag, which yeah. is the game we play with She's you. a heavy overpacker, apparently. Should we have a game? What's in Andy's <laughs> oh, bag? This is an occasional you know, series where we you see... Know this doesn't work now. What's in Andy's bag? What's happened since, uh, yeah, uh, Andy's... Unfortunately, since Sue had her stroke, she's got a bit of an obsession with emptying my bag every night. So <laughs> what used to... We're not going to... Find the sort of things that used to be. So no, she empties your bag like every night. A shopping bag because she doesn't like me to buy a new one. Okay, fantastic. Well, a bag is a, a proper communication from the inland revenue. Oh, okay. <laughs> lots of happy memories. Yeah. Anything else? A cap. A cap. A Boca Juniors cap. What's in Andy's bag? Just some of the things people on YouTube can see this. They can show it to the camera. Oh, What's that? A cutting. That's a cutting about uh, the gender gap between men and women on nutrition. Oh, okay. <coughs> fantastic. I hope there's some mm. cough sweets in there yes, as well. There yeah. Oh, uh, the latest issue of Sports Illustrated. Good, OK. Where's all these... Um, Headphones. Where there's all these rehydration tablets? What's that bit of paper? What's that? Uh, the winner is... No, that's just that uh, running order for the show. OK, right, what's down the bottom? Let's get in the weeds. Several uh, several pens. Quite a lot of pens, yeah. Pens with with colour, orange colour pen. Mm -hmm. We're now going to the inner pockets of Andy's bag. What have we got there? 
Some old chocolate. <laughs> some bit of old chocolate, yeah. Anodine original. Anodine original, yeah, nothing but... Nothing I had to like stop original. taking those out. I had a headache one day. There weren't any in there. Oh, anodine extra, just in case original... It's a really bad weren't, headache. Weren't good enough. OK, fair <laughs> enough. What else is in there? Here we go, we're there? just... Uh, Digging right down there. Spare bit of chocolate. That's good. Oh, go. I better go. don't eat that rancid bit of chocolate. Oh at the yes, of the bag. your old favourite diarrhoea relief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we you, did ask. Well, you did, yeah. Okay. Some more chocolate. More pens. More rancid bits of chocolate on the sitting on the. Oh, uh, a tea bag. A tea bag. <laughs> yeah. A tea cuddly, bag. Cuddly toy. Yeah. That's it. I'm That's afraid. That's it. Yeah. So it's quite limited, isn't it? Okay. What's Compared what's in to... Andy's bag? He's not the. It's not the great barnstorming feature it, feature it used to be, is it really? <laughs> not really, no. Tell Sue to start emptying your bag. You used to have Topo Gijo in there, the children's puppet, didn't you? All sorts. Thousands and thousands of rehydration <laughs> tablets. It was like you basically turned to powder. How much can one man. You used to have a little Hydrate. makeup. You used to have a little makeup set yes, in case you were on telly. You are on telly now. Shiny, so, uh, really. Yeah, so uh, there we are. Well, that's so, good. Um, do you want to know what was in Katie Zellim's bag? I do. Uh, it's <laughs> probably some of the same things that were in yours. Uh, <laughs> she had a fire stick, Amazon fire stick, apparently. Yes. Uh, her what lucky, is that? Her lucky sports bra and knickers, okay. which she always wears for matches. Um, what else did she have in there? Mm. Playing cards, get her through the week. Um, study books, because she's doing a degree in sports business. Highlighters for the same purpose. Mm. Uh, the partner's board game. I've not played that before. Maybe uh, she can fill us in on that when she's out there and have a chat with Courtney. So that's it. That's what she's got. Um, as far as I know, um, not no rancid <laughs> bits of chocolate stuck at the bottom of the bag. So there we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Glenn Moore's joined us in the studio. Oh, Hi, how are you guys doing? Now, you can get no better. You've, you've got your Edinburgh show yes. uh, coming up. Will You Still Need Me? Will You Still Feed Me? Glenn, I'm 60 more. It's a beautiful title. <laughs> Thank you. But this is no word of a lie. Um, our producer uh, was at a recent festival, saw this show, 
and he said it's one of the best hours of comedy he's ever seen. I know, he was that, raving about it. He's he was really kind. Absolutely loved it. Um, I, I then felt rude saying to him, I don't remember that show. Because <laughs> I'd come in, for, I'd been doing a gig in Norway the night before, so I came in from Norway and mm. I missed my connecting train to... Uh, Mac in Wales where it was and so I had to rush home get in my car and drive there I think I arrived in Wales about 10 minutes before the start of a show so the whole thing was a blur so I'm just glad I was talking coherently wow. so you kind of did it this is either the way to do it when you're a bit stressed through and, a red mist yeah or, or you did it with a handbrake on it's actually better than they remember. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what's I mean does the show have a theme Ish. The, the way I've always done shows is I've always done... I, I know technically you're meant to sort of like think of what, what the storyline is first, what story you want to tell them and sort of write the jokes backwards from there. What I've always done is I've tried to write like about a thousand jokes and whittle it down to like my favourite 300 <laughs> and then categorise those into bits and go, oh yeah, I think I've got quite a few about supermarkets and a few about... And then, and then try and backwards write the story from there, which is me admitting that it's not the story's not true. But it's that, that's kind of the way I've always mm. done it. Jokes first, ask questions later. You've always had very good titles, Thank haven't you? you. Maybe you remind us of a couple of the others, if you like. Yeah, the first one I ever did was uh, Glengarry Glen Glen. Yes. Um, the second one was The Very Best of Belinda Carlisle, which you very came, kindly came to did, see. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. as you can attest, uh, Belinda Carlisle was not mentioned at any point no, in the show. it was a very, very funny show. Oh, that's very kind really of you. Then uh, the next one was Glen Glen Glen, How Do You Like It? How Do You Like It? <laughs> yeah. Which led to lots of people complaining that I'd missed a trick by not using my surname, and it was like, that's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then it was Love Don't Live Here Glen anymore. And then this one, uh, Willie's doing me, Willie's doing me, Glenn, I'm 60 more. I'm glad I remember them. Yes, it's good. It's good. Well. It's good. Um, and uh, it's, it's quite, it's gag heavy, is it? Because some people, is it like some people, they, if they kind of tell a story, you go on a journey, but this, it's it's high on laughs and high on gags. Yeah, I think it's because probably I was really scared when I first started doing comedy, especially when I started doing those sort of weekend clubs where there might be like stag do's and hen parties in. I was worried that if you go longer than like five seconds without a joke, it's like spinning plates that they're going to be sat there going, who the hell is this guy? He's gone four seconds without a gag. <laughs> and so I started to write purely out of panic because I thought stag dudes were going to be scarier than they were. And it turns out they're actually all right. So it was yeah. fine. Yeah. So I built a rod for my own back. When you write loads and loads of jokes, what happens then is everyone comes along each year going, well, I expect there to be even more than last time. And eventually it's, it's just too much. When you write a lot of jokes as well, yeah. Glenn, you get a lot of gag thievery. We didn't even mention any names, but um, mm. has that happened? Have you, have, you, have you heard your gags on the lips of other comedians or not? Yeah, sometimes, but it's usually because it's like a bit of... If it's a joke that's a bit... It's almost veering in Chris, into Christmas cracker territory. Right. You sort of go, well, those, that, that's going to be purely... That's coincidental. But everyone, you know, anyone could have thought of that. There's only been one time where I was absolutely gutted, and it was when I was going up to... It was about a month before I was doing my first show, the Glengarry Glen Glen one. And so by that point, it was like the first hour of stand-up I'd ever written. I'd spent a few years, you know, accumulating all these jokes, getting them all ready. And I was like, right, this is my only... This hour is my only material. And about a week before The Fringe, I saw a massive, massive, like, household name comedian who was also going up to The Fringe. And he did, like, word for word, like, my my strongest bit. Ooh. And again, it was no thievery. No, he would never have seen it. It was complete coincidence. Wow. But I thought then, I thought, if people saw my show and their show, they're going to assume I'm the one who stole it because I'm a yeah. new cousin. So I just had to drop it. And looking oh, back, no. I wish I'd stuck to my guns. That was the only time I was like, oh, no. And that was a, that was a long train journey home. The whole time I was like, I've ruined my show. I've, yeah. ru I've ruined my show and I don't, I don't know what to do about it. I always feel for Tim Vine because uh, a lot of Tim's gags get accredited to a man who's long dead, sadly, the great Tommy Cooper. And people say, oh, great Tommy Cooper gag. This It's a Tim Vine gag. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> that happens to I think Gary Delaney used to have that quite a lot yeah. as well. People, he'd, everyone, like, he'd get called out on gigs. People would be like, I read that on the internet. And he'd be like, where do you think that came from? Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 
Now, we had Barry Bannon on the show yesterday. Mm. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, Barry joined us. He was over in... He's in their warm weather training, but... Um, Which chair was it? Um, no, he wasn't in. He oh, was in the pre-season. You wouldn't pre- want him to be here. No, you, want <laughs> him, you want him in Spain. But as Barry pointed out, uh, he said he, he's a Scottish person and he needed a lot of Factor 50 on because of the heat wave. Yeah. He was struggling out there. But, I mean, obviously, anybody who's gone to do warm weather training, that's you know that's fine when it's warm, not when it's, like, unbearably sweltering. I think some of these boys are finding it quite tough at the moment. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, to be honest, we encounter this every year with, like, the World Cup, whether it's sort of England or Wales or any other team. It's sort of, you know... It, I, I, it, happened in Qatar yeah. uh, which kind of makes sense but I remember even back in like 2006 which was what Germany yeah, that yeah, everyone was yeah, like the English possibly, players yeah. we're just not a, we're just not accustomed to Berlin yeah. weather yeah. and it was like at some point you've got to go come on guys get a grip yes so he, but he was very he was saying nice things about Cisco Munoz our, our assistant producer is a mm. Watford fan he's a big fan of his and Barry was saying the, it's a different sort of approach to Darren Moore but he was boy, unlucky to lose his job he was though. incredibly yeah. but you know they've got no control over that um, yeah. they're working under but they, he, he sounded quite optimistic for next season so for Wednesday your team so I'm glad I so I, I'm trying to work out how to go into it psychologically last year I tried a new psychological tactic going into the season which was expect to lose every game and that way whenever you win you go hey that's a pleasant surprise <laughs> but all that happened was whenever we lost I went told you yeah. and then I just felt more rubbish sounds so like you Andy I'm yeah. trying to yeah. go into it a bit more positively this season and go you know what let's hope for like I think we might even be able to do a Crystal Palace end about 11th or 12th that's where I want to be yeah. so I'd be really happy well, a season that. of consolidation exactly one where you're not worried you've got nothing to worry about you haven't got to worry about any extra fixtures next year of any cups. You don't want any pesky cups in your calendar. So when do you when do you head up to Edinburgh? Are you doing any more warm up shows? Are you done now? I think I'm done only because I've done the show about a hundred times because yeah. it was last year's show, and I thought I'll come back, I'll do it again, mm. and I carried on touring it until March. And I've really arrogantly gone, yeah, I'll just go to Edinburgh and I'll be able to remember it again. What I forget is that the show is an hour long. I haven't done it since the middle of March. <laughs> I need to really start reminding myself. I and mean, what that means is listening back to old recordings, right. and even though I've worked on like the radio for years I still hate the sound of my own voice so I've got to <laughs> sit there with my eyes clenched tight <laughs> over the next couple of weeks going oh god and it's a, it's a short one it's only for, like it's the first two weeks of the fringe in out done we've all got places to be and um yeah I can't wait I do enjoy your stuff on Twitter as well you every you posed a question uh, it was a couple of months ago now and you say does anyone ever put a glass in the dishwasher and it, often they turn the wrong way up yeah, don't yeah, they yeah. and then you yeah, take yeah. them out and they've got They've got like the sort of dishwasher water, and you say, Has anybody ever drunk the forbidden squash? Oh, no. <laughs> Have you been tempted? You been I've tempted? never been tempted because I imagine it'd be really salty. You've been what in I was, a cleanse. What yeah. I'm always uh, perturbed by is if people have followed you on Twitter for years and they know that you only ever post jokes, you post something like that and they go, Why Why would you drink that? And yeah. I'm like, Oh, is this, have you decided this is a, today's the first day I've been serious? You've decided that's that's the hill you're going to die on. I've decided to be really sincere. <laughs> I bet you, having posed that question, you must have thought, Well, I'll have a sip. I'll see what it's. I just haven't seen. It just looks like cloudy lemonade. It, it does. It doesn't does. look. It doesn't look undrinkable. No, it doesn't. It's yeah. very, very true. Do you want some? Uh, no. You got some in a bottle. You can. Yeah, I brought some with me you just for this very. Yeah, it's like Saturday Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go and see Glenn uh, up in. Where, give us the theatre. Uh, uh, it's uh, the Pleasance uh, Courtyard. It's Pleasance One. It's at six o'clock for the first two weeks of the French. Okay. Perfect. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me, Glenn? I'm sixty more. Go and see him in action. Highly recommended by our production team today and they don't really laugh at anything certainly not <laughs> certainly not us <laughs> three hours looking at their faces great it's isn't it isn't what it? a confidence <laughs> boost that is Glenn lovely to see you thank you so much for having me guys Take really care. appreciate it Glenn Moore there the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast
There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll reconvene tomorrow. You'll be here, though, Andy, at half past three for the birthday spread. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Charlie's with us. Got some good guests uh, tomorrow. That's all to come. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.